Welcome to The Snap with Sydney Jones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for this week's edition of The Snap. I'm your host, Sydney Jones. Given the short week, we're going to turn the page from week six and look ahead as we're just one day away from the Broncos matchup against the Browns on Thursday night football. So to help me preview this matchup, we have a very special guest joining the snap today, NFL on Fox sideline reporter, Christina Pink. Christina, it is so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much. Good to see you, Sydney. Good to see you too. Well, let's go ahead and dive straight into this matchup. You know, there are so many injuries on both teams. You know, most notably, Baker Mayfield was ruled out today, and the Browns announced that Case Keenum is going to start on Thursday against his former team. So, Christina, how do you think that this news is going to change this matchup as a whole? Well, I mean, look, everywhere across the league, guys always say the same thing, next man up, next man up. But And that's the, the best man mentality to have. But obviously losing your starting quarterback on a short week is, is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, Case Keenum though, he's a vet. He's been around this league for a long time. He's got several millions of starts under his belt. It feels like, so he's a pro he'll be able to handle it. But of course, you know, guys have to, um, adapt to having a different player under center and Baker's been the guy for the last three seasons. So it is going to make a difference. Um, but I think if you do have a veteran stepping in, then Case Keenum's the guy. And I love some of the comments. He's made just, you know, he's familiar with this team. He's familiar with Vaughn. Vaughn's looking forward to this one. But yeah, the injuries are kind of a big story going into this game and it's affecting both teams. I think the Browns injury report had like 20 players. I don't think I've seen one that long before. Um, you know, maybe they'll get some guys back. Some guys, we you know, won't be there like they're two starting running backs and obviously with Baker. But it also affects the Broncos as well because you know, I'm not sure how, if they're preparing for both guys, but that does affect the game plan as well when you know you're going to see a different player under center. Right. And especially here in Denver, too, we have some injuries as well. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, he's been limited at practice this week with this foot injury. Um, but, you know, in his words, he said he's been hitting it aggressively in the training room to get right for, for Thursday. But, Christina, what have been your impressions of Teddy so far this season? And do you think this Broncos offense could, you know, bounce back and get back on track on Thursday? Well, I mean, they've got to protect him. That's the number one thing. You know, obviously he was solid in the first three starts and struggled a bit over the last few games, but, you know, resulted in three losses. But he's, he's got to have the protection in order to get the ball downfield. And I know he says all the right things, of course, and that he was holding the ball too long, um, which maybe there was a little bit of that, but you've got to have time to throw. And of course, you know, he's still developing chemistry with receivers and you know there's guys that are in and out of the receiving core as well so that's going to take a little bit of time but you know Teddy is a guy that's confident you know he's locked in and I do think he'll be able to bounce back um, on a short week it's still going to be tough as well you know being limited being in the training room um, but I think you know he's been solid for them this year and I think he's only going to get better well, like you mentioned earlier Christina you know both the Browns running backs will be out for this game but you know, both the Browns starting tackles, Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills, you know, they've been listed as questionable as well. If they don't play tomorrow night, how do you think that Cleveland's offense is going to be able to hold up against Denver's, you know, tough defense? Uh, well, I think it's tough when you don't know, you know, but we know that there's going to be obviously some limitations on their starting offensive line. And, you know, look, these guys are going in hungry, you know, and I mean, both teams, when you're coming in off of two game losing streak, a three game losing streak. Everybody's desperate for a win. Nobody wants to be embarrassed in prime time. And I do think like the mental aspect of it plays a lot 
as well, you know, especially when you have, and I mentioned Vaughn, because I, I, I think it's great when he's saying, no, 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 like I'm coming after you, that sort of thing too. That all plays into it, especially when you're a young guy playing back there and you're like, okay, this guy's a, a future Hall of Famer. And I know he's out, you know, to blow me up on, on TV. Um, but I do think that, you know, of all the units on a football field, cohesion is most important for a starting offensive line. So how many reps are the tackles getting in practice? How much work have they put in? Um, and so I do think that, you know, depending on what we see, if you're shifting guys around, you know, the communication, um, of like locked in on your assignments, that's all going to play a difference. But we'll see, you know, it's hard to tell when we don't know exactly who's going to be in there. Right. Well, Christina, I know that you were here in Denver at the UC Health Training Center this week. You had a chance to catch up with Noah Fant. What did he have to say about this matchup? And what did you talk to him about? Uh, we actually talked more. Uh, we didn't talk specifically about Thursday night football. You'll see some of the piece coming up uh, tomorrow. But we talked more just about his individual journey. You know, it's, it's hard when you're a first round pick and there's a lot of expectations for you, um, you know, especially nowadays, because like the tight end is the position where, you know, you see guys like, Gronk, like, you know, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, who are fantastic blockers or guys that get down the field. Obviously, he'd love to be more involved with the offense, um, but I think that's coming. And, he's, you know, he talked a lot about the guys that have helped him, you know, guys that, that have encouraged him, guys like Von Miller, guys like Teddy Bridgewater, um, and just trying to kind of like take this process. Like he's had a number of different quarterbacks that he caught passes from in just two and a half seasons. You know, so you're still kind of developing that chemistry and that is adversity, you know, especially when you're a young guy coming into the league. So we kind of talked about all that. And so, you know, I really enjoy sitting down with him. You know, he's got a great perspective on the team, on the offense, um, but it was more about him and just kind of learning, you know, what he's been through as a player. Well, he's already off to a great start this season, already has three touchdowns, which ties his career high for a season. So he's already, you know, on the right path. Yeah. And he's, and he's, yeah, and he's coming off of a, a good game, you know, and this is kind of what you want for yourself. Like, hey, I want to be the guy, which all guys want, you know, but it, it takes time. And some guys take a little longer to develop than others. But I think he's got, you know, the right voices, the right pieces and the right people around him. Well, Christina, you mentioned earlier, you know, both these teams are hungry. They're both three and three on the season. So in your opinion, which team do you think needs this win more? Oh, man, <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Um, you know, when both teams are coming in off a losing streak, I mean, I, I really, it's hard to say. And I know I'm like, I'm trying to give you an answer, but I'm like, it's an, I know it's a non-answer because they both like need it desperately. I think for the Browns, it, it might be, ne there's never excuses, but because of the injuries to the quarterback, to, you know, the running backs, to the offensive line, it might be easier to excuse an, in, um, you know, a loss. Um, but I think both teams, sorry, my AirPods are falling out. Um, but I think, I think, I really think both teams need it. You know, reading a lot of the clips around the Broncos this week, and I'll be on the Broncos sideline. Um, you know, it's so interesting how quickly things change, right? Because I'm a month out, it's, you know, always right. You know, everything's going well for this team. The defense is, you know, playing fantastic. The offense is doing its part. And now, you know, everybody's unhappy, but, you know, there's always a lull in a season. It's just how quickly you can attack it, address it and move on. And so I think there is a little bit more pressure when you're in a primetime game, because you know, everybody is watching you and you don't want that, especially if that is your only time playing, you know, 
in the prime time this season, that that is, it is important. And so nobody wants to go out of that game and feel, and especially have like 10 days, right? Because before you play again, you've got a long weekend. It's all going to skew. It's all going to fester if you don't play well. Um, but you know, everybody, I think everybody's going to be desperate for a win, but I think it will be a little harder um, for Denver coming off of, you know, that fast start because, you know, the opponents, were I guess you know look at strength of schedule the teams they beat it was like okay but you know over the last three games it's like who is this team right is it the team that we saw early in the season or is it the team that just kind of hit a skid and so I think we'll get more answers on Thursday well I know here in Denver we are obviously all keeping our fingers crossed that we're going to get the win but you know Christina before you go one of the main goals here on the snap is to highlight some of the most prominent and dominant women in the NFL and inspire others in the industry as well so for you, Christina, you know, how did you get your start? And can you walk me through the path that you took to lead to where you are today? Um, so I've been in TV since I graduated college, uh, even in college as well. Um, I started, which would have been December, graduating December of 07 from the University of Florida, go Gators. Go Gators. Um, and I started in school, you know, I was a broadcast journalism major. And then I got my first gig right out of college in Jackson, Mississippi, as a sports anchor reporter. Um, I did that for a couple years. I worked in New Orleans. I worked in local TV before I came to network as a local sports reporter anchor in a few different markets, including my hometown down in Miami. And so this is my 10th season now with NFL on Fox, but I joined them in 2012. Um, I also do sideline reporting for the LA Clippers broadcast as well. And so it really was just, you know, kind of working my tail off and in all the other places that I was that kind of led to this opportunity. And, you know, the rest is kind of history, but it's been an incredibly amazing ride. Okay. How was that transition going from local TV to a network? Um, it was different, you know, it, because in local TV, you're every single day producing, a, you know, three minute sports cast that's centered around whatever your local teams are. So you're more ingrained in like that market, right? And that team kind of like what you're doing with the Broncos, you know, like this team, you are the specialist, you're around these guys all the time, you're around the staff all the time. And so you know, with this job, it's tougher because I'm, especially with Thursday night specifically, because you'll see teams once because they only play <laughs> once <Right>. on Thursday. <laughs> so it's harder to build those relationships when you see a team once a year and then you won't see them again until next season. Um, so I think that was kind of the, the toughest transition um, from going from like local to just doing like the NFL in general. And you see teams you are in and out of cities and getting to, to know everybody, but it's been so long now in my 10th season. Um, that I don't think that's as much of a factor, but being local was fun. You know, I loved producing, you know, like, and, and doing the sports every day, going to games, um, talking to people, especially being back down in South Florida where I'm from. Um, but it's, you know, when I started out, by the way, in Jackson in my first job, I did everything like, you know, remember the one man bands, like shooting everything and editing everything myself. Um, so now it's kind of funny when I listen to, you know, our camera guys and producers when they, you know, I like, I know the terminology I was out there, you know, on a Friday night, shooting a high school football game, writing up my shot sheet and running and editing my highlights and then trying to, you know, get ready in 20 seconds to go get on air 
on a Friday night, but it, I'm all the better for it. And I loved that experience. So it was, it was great. It was great, honestly. Um, and when I say it out loud, I'm like, oh, it's 10th season. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been that long. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I loved it. I think you appreciate, you know, this being with, you know, network these last 10 years, um, coming from local TV, you know, it's, they were both incredible for me. I have a similar path as in I started in television too and moved straight from Florida to the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, and was freezing my butt off every Friday night going to all these high school games. So I know exactly what you mean by one man band. And I'm also thankful for, for that journey that I had too. You know it, you know it, we've all been there, (laughs) (laughs) but that's how you start out. That's how you pay your dues. Certainly. All right. Well, last one for you here, Christina, what's one piece of advice you'd give others, you know, maybe looking to get industry into the industry or some people who might've just started in this industry. Ooh, that's a good question. I'd say be positive. I think your work will speak for itself, but I think your attitude goes a long way, you know? And I think, um, you know, you're going to see some no's, you're going to get some criticism, you're going to, you know, run into some bad experiences or, you know, and just, I think your attitude and the way you handle it, um, that those are kind of the most important, like be great at your job. That's, you know, number one. But I also think it says a lot about you and people will appreciate, you know, your attitude and how you handle things. And, you know, and people talk about that, like you not only being good at your job, but also, you know, when you enter a room, like, do you, do you feel like, you know, you bring a positive energy into it? And I think that's important. Uh, I agree. That's great advice. Great advice. Well, Christina, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join me today. It was such a pleasure getting to chat with you and I'll be on the Bronco sideline as well. So I hope to see you. On Yay. The- I'll see you. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of the snap. Thank you all for tuning in. And another thank you to Christina Pink for joining me. I will see you all right back here on the Broncos podcast network and YouTube next week for another episode.